Hey everybody, welcome to our Mandalorian mini episodes where we review every episode of Lego Star Wars for adults. Hmm. Get it? Nope. Because there's like a lot of toys in the show that have been brought to live action. So it's like Lego Star Wars. Let's do a different one at the end. But for adults. Yeah, that didn't work. Okay. (laughs) Different one later. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Not too yeah. great. Just here. Yeah, but that seems to be our existence in 2020. Yeah, which is fine. Thank, thank the maker we have. Media. Thank God. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't imagine life in the pandemic without video games and books. Mm-hmm. Without entertainment, a lockdown would be... Ooh. Because. Yeah, I've never like I've, I love video games, but I've never been like a gamer who has like I have my calendar filled out for video games are coming out and I have the release schedules. But this is the first time in my life I've been looking forward to specific dates, being like, "Oh my god, Cyberpunk comes out on December tenth! Oh my god, I can't wait! Oh, nice. I need something new." Of oh, Miles Morales, thank God that came out this month. Uh, World of Warcraft came out. That's uh, really been holding me down. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about Mandalorian, the tragedy. Yes. Yeah. Before we start, a fun little Easter egg up top. Did you know we've actually seen that guy in the hood before? Yes. Yeah. His name's Boba Fett. We've seen him before. He was like an Empire and Jedi. He He had minor roles with like really little speaking parts. But, you know, his story gets fleshed out more in prequels and Clone Wars. So if you want to know more about him, I'd check out Clone Wars. Yeah, if you want to find out more about this character, just go to StarWars.com. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is the Boba Fett episode. How'd you feel about it? Um, Good. Overall good. Um, Better than Ahsoka, to be honest. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, so this, I guess this settles it. It was, it, you know, I was <laughs> like, I don't know, it could just be a clone, right? Because it's to more Morrison so it could just be a normal clone mm-hmm. uh, but no it's it's confirmed Boba Fett yeah. um, that's cool I, I'm i cool with it It, I mean god when he jumped into the that action scene where he was just taking names it was pretty damn cool uh, yeah. it was like it was the it was kind of like the moment of Vader at the end of Rogue One where it's like Boba Fett brought to life in 2020 action. You're like, whoa, yeah, that's that's cool. And I think why I mm-hmm. like it better than Ahsoka is because he's going to stay with the crew. Had it just been like a, a meet and greet, <laughs> thanks for the yeah. armor, see you later, I would have been like, oh, man, not again. But because, <laughs> but now I, I now I love this, like, um, this kind of, this relationship. And also, I didn't know that Django was a foundling. That yeah, new? that was actually kind of a Star Wars Twitter and nerddom was a buzz with that because it was never confirmed. Yeah, in in Legends, it was confirmed that Jango was not a Mandalorian. So that was always the thing, like, oh, Boba Fett's going to be in the Mandalorian. Well, he's not actually in the Mandalorian, and like it was a big kind yeah, of that debate. made it cool. That yeah, that, so I that was that my lot. worry. That was my my big worry with that reveal. I was like, but what? Mm-hmm. But him being a foundling was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I think they tied it up well. And I don't have any, like, it, it, him coming back to life feels better than, like, a Darth Maul coming back to life. 
Because mm-hmm. with Darth Maul, he was cut in half. <laughs> so that him coming back to life was a bit tough at first for me, although it was in Clone Wars, so that worked. But with, with Boba, he, he falls into the Sarlacc pit. I I don't know. There's so much precedent for he could get out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted on it. Um, this is an interesting one. I've, I've had conversations with friends about this episode, so I have to walk quite a tightrope because I did like the episode. Um, but it's very easy for me to get into grumpy mode. Um, it, it, do you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is easy. I'm usually the one who it's easier to get into grumpy mode with. <laughs> like, that's usually my role. But um, I don't know. I It's just like, uh, it could just be 2020, honestly. But I'm having <laughs> more, I'm, I'm more willing to have fun right now. And, um, yeah, like I said, the Ahsoka one was really great and really fun, but on a whole, it didn't work for me because it just felt like a weird stop in a story arc that was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this one, the seeds have been planted so early with with the armor and getting the armor back and uh I I don't know. It just it and him joining, making a little space family. I'm like, oh that's fun. Like it mm-hmm. I like this little weird I like this weird crew. Yeah. And I think we we probably talked about that last week is I was pretty disappointed that Ahsoka didn't come with them and it was like kind of just a cameo. It felt like they were setting up the Ahsoka spinoff. So I like that they're not necessarily doing that with this. If I had to guess, honestly, especially with the Razor Crest blowing up, I bet Boba Fett dies or something at the end of the season, and then he gets the Razor Crest, and he flies around in that for the rest of the season. Mean that slave, feels very slave, Dave Filoni to me. Yeah. Oh, that's what Slave 1, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seeing Slave 1, by the way, was like, uh, that's when you knew, right? Yeah. And was that was like, pretty oh, cool. Oh, my God. Slave 1. Like, mm-hmm. Also, where was Slave 1 this whole time? I don't know. I mean, he. Yeah, he, that's that's funny. I never. I didn't think about that. Like, like was, was it just still part, parked at Mos Eisley, like spaceport? Well it, well, it seems like he's going around collecting his gear. So he, there must have been uh, a like post Sarlacc pit. Like, I got to go get the slave one. Got the slave one. Cool. Now I've got that. Which is yeah. funny because it's like when I think about like even with like Han Solo and Chewie, like you need to get the Millennium Falcon back. Like it's like if I think about it, like cars, I'm never like oh. I have to go find my car. <laughs> like I'm, I guess I'll buy a new car. I'll get a different car. I don't know, but yeah, it's so interesting. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think the thing that I'm feeling is, and again, I want to preface this: this isn't a negative. This isn't like me hating on it and being like, "Oh, you ruined my childhood." Um, I am. I was very resistant to the idea of what Star Wars is right now if that makes any sense. So when Disney bought Star Wars, it was like, oh my God, what can be in store? The world is our oyster. My imagination was running with all the different places we can go in the universe and what the stories will be. And I was so excited about it. And Force Awakens came out and it tickled that idea. It was was a callback a little bit, but it, you know, it's still, it's like, oh my God, this is a brand new world. And Last Jedi really pushed that forward. Like, blew my mind that we're in a new era of star wars we're doing something new 
But other than that, with, uh, with some outliers, it has just become clear to me that Star Wars is a nostalgia machine that is, to be frank, trying to sell toys. Um, and you, you, you said that before. <laughs> uh, oh, call, call me Frank now. Um, but you know, even like, what's the one thing that they say about galaxy's edge all the time at Disneyland, the theme park, They're like, Oh, it's cool. It's small. There's not a ton to do, but you get to sit in the millennium Falcon. So like people will pay $200 for it. Yeah. Or like um, buy Kyber crystals or buy, yeah. it's like about the shops more than anything. Exactly. And so I just look at all these things, like whether it's solo, whether it's, you know, Rise of Skywalker, whether it's the Mandalorian, it seems like they're much more interested in just revisiting old characters, revisiting old places, you know, not, none of the characters are fleshed out in any, they're not telling any new stories in a way that really captured my imagination when I was a kid with Star Wars, you know, and I, that sounds negative, but it's just me adjusting to the new reality. I think after movie, after movie, after movie, I'm like, no, no, maybe they're still going to do something cool and interesting. And it's like, okay, no, you know what? It's just a fun romp. Like, yeah. I'm glad Mandalorian's in my life on Friday nights. So I'm glad yeah. I get to turn it 100%. on. I get to see, like, the jetpacks, and I get to see the cool ships, and I'm like, ooh. But, it, you know, it's more like Marvel for me. I like Marvel. I grew up reading Marvel comic books, but, you know, Marvel never made me imagine what storytelling can be and consider like fantasy and the hero's journey and all these, I don't like star Wars connected with me on an emotional level in a way that the new star Wars just isn't really doing anymore. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. But I mean, you know, my, my basic stance on this anyways, Mm -hmm. though, which is, this isn't actually star Wars anyways. Um, (laughs) so it's like, (laughs) I used to scoff at that, and maybe I'm a little, I'm a little bit. But you know, actually, finish your point. I'm gonna, I want to, I want to loop back to that real quick. Well, yeah, it's like I, I, I still like, I, 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 I love this and I have fun. But you know that to me, if George Lucas doesn't didn't make it, it's not Star Wars. So it's like, it Star Wars ended with like Clone Wars. Like he did the original trilogy, the prequels, Clone Wars. Some of them, and then that's it. So that's my actual headcanon. Even Rebels isn't canonical mm-hmm. in my headcanon, and this isn't either. So this is just having this is just taking a piss. So I'm like, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which so like I I guess I'm even more negative. Like I'm even more grumpy than you in that sense of like mm-hmm. I don't say that I could I could say that every episode, you know, too before we begin a conversation. But <laughs> so, if you're a new listener, that's just my stance, um, and I have a whole rationale, and I won't go into because you've probably heard the rant before. But uh, so I enjoy these things as fan fiction. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is fan fiction, um, and that's my perspective on it. Because once Disney bought it and took it away from George Lucas, um, it just became a, a corporation and no longer like an artistic, like I don't yeah, an artistic statement. It was it's it was artistic to me. And I would much rather have George Lucas's failing artistic statements <laughs> than, <laughs> that are like that I don't love than Disney's, yeah, nostalgic cash cow sales. So I mean, that 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 tinges everything I watch and think about Star Wars. Yeah, 
And I want to be clear too, because I don't think this is what you mean. I do. I don't want to discount the the art that does go into it. You know, the, no, the for sure. people who make the show are artists, the directors and the actors are, are, you know, really doing some incredible stuff on the screen. Oh, um, sure, I think yeah. it's, it's the mandate from up top, um, you know, for George Lucas's faults, I think he had a vision and whether he could execute it well or not is, is a different question, but um, his, he had a vision to st- say something. He, whether you liked the trade routes and politics and midichlorians, you know, he was trying to expand what a science fiction fantasy story could be and connect it to a bigger mythic, interesting, I don't know how else to say it, just like a very weighty, interesting thing. Um, that was his, his intention at least. Yeah. This, I, I feel like it's, you know, it's, you can write on one, you can write in one sentence what every single character is. And like, that's every action is just filtered through that. It's like Din Djarin is, is a silent badass. Yeah. Boba Fett is a grumpy badass. Baby Yoda's cute badass. It's just like, and just like, okay, everything is just that. And no one has depth or has different conflicting emotions. I don't know. It's, which is fun. Uh, You know, the action was really dope again. um, Some of the story stuff we could quibble with, but who, who cares about that? I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, It's just, I'm I'm having a greater conversation in my head about the role Star Wars plays in my life. You know, that's fair. Um, I did really like, like the story parts about it. I thought the Jedi temple was cool. I really liked seeing the Jedi text carved on that stone um, in real life. That was kind of fun to see. Um, and I liked oh, yeah. baby Yoda going into the avatar state. Yeah. Oh man. That was, yeah, that part was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought too, like the, the whole kidnapping part was, I mean, it's, I was clutching my blanket you know, my wife and I were looking at each other frantically. Oh my God, they're going to get baby Yoda. Like, you know, that worked. I was, yeah. I was into that. Um, and death troopers confirmed. Yep. Yeah. Just, just in was, case you're, just in case you were wondering, they are. Yep. Yeah. I do like that. They're like, Oh my God, we got to go. Like, where was his jetpack? Why no, was he, he running to baby Yoda? He put it down. Remember? Cause yeah, I he put it down, but he never put it back on after was, they disarmed. The whole time I was thinking that too. Cause the second he was like, put down your jetpack. He was like, okay. And then they started fighting, and then stuff happened, and it's like he just didn't remember to pick it up. So I was yeah. like, okay, they they clearly needed to take it away from him to to raise the stakes, mm-hmm. and so that was the moment of showing. See, he took off his jetpack; he doesn't have it, so he can't. So I don't know. It was a yeah. You know. The other interesting, there the other funny point for me was when he, Boba Fett fires that rocket at the ship and blows it up. And he's like, they're like, nice shot. And he's like, I was aiming for the other one. I like, think that's funny. No, you clearly weren't. We saw your visor. We saw exactly where you were aiming. It was right where you hit. Oh, Why see, are you saying that? Oh, I thought it was like a humble guy moment. <laughs> I know. It was just funny. Funny to me. I like that. Uh, that was good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I have a couple other philosophical in- questions I've been wrestling with. Sure. Um, 
and it's all tied into kind of the same thing. So the first thing is, have the bros won Star Wars? What I mean by that is, The Last Jedi was so, was so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of conflict. It was very, there's a, there's a word that makes sense to say right here. Mm -hmm. Controversial. Sure. It was very controversial. And so it felt like it was a lot of bros on the other side. Like Luke Skywalker wouldn't have died like that. Luke Skywalker would have force pulled death stars out of the sky. And it feels like, especially with the rise of Skywalker, a little bit of a course correction to last Jedi, which we've talked about quite a bit. Check out our last Jedi review. If you are interested in our opinions on that, part of me is wondering if that is tied into kind of this feeling as well, where they're like, this could be completely new, completely divorced from star Wars. This could like quote unquote, the star Wars we know from the past, this could be a brand new story doing something extremely interesting and weird and funky. But instead they're just like Boba Fett, shoot a knee rocket, blow some stuff up. Hmm. It didn't feel too much like that to me. I see where you're going and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is still Star Wars. <laughs> There's still yeah. guns and lightsabers and explosions. That's like that's table stakes for what this is. What you're going to see in an episode. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. the the thing that that pinged that for me in this episode is like the action was cool, but it was real long. Like if we took a percentage of the episode that was action versus dialogue or story or anything else. I feel like it, the percentage is way, way over to the action side, which it, is it is a but little I, weird to me. It is, but I think it works because, again, kind of like I said in the beginning, this is equivalent to when you saw Vader in Rogue One. It's the mm-hmm. first time you've seen Vader be able to bend his knees. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the toy is no longer one plastic mold, like from yeah. nineteen, you know. 80. So I don't know. It's like I, I feel like they're they're showing all of Boba Fett's tricks now. I mean, like, mm-hmm. see, and this does this, this does this. I don't know. It's it yeah. it it feels like the first time you see Boba Fett outside of uh, mm-hmm. uh you know outside of Return of the Jedi, and they're showing him off a little bit. I don't yeah. know. It, it worked, but before me. that too um, is what I like. There's also the the stick fight. There's also the long gun fight. There's also you know, Dinjarin or Dinjarin or whatever his name is, using those whistling birdie things mm. for the fiftieth time. It's like, yeah, it's I get what you're saying, but what if the Vader part in Rogue One was fifty percent of the movie? <laughs> like, oh, I would, uh, I would like that movie so much more. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know. It's it it's it, it's taking a toy that we've always I, I've grown grown up playing with and finally bringing it to life a little bit. Yeah, and I guess, and I think it's going to appeal to the masses to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're probably right, and that's that's a lot of what the Marvel movies are, and Transformer movies certainly. Before yeah. those went way off the rails. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are just ridiculous. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. It it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes to the the, the semi joke I made up top. Is you know I was listening to a podcast with Joanna Joanna Robinson, who's like one of my favorite podcasters ever. She does a podcast with Anthony Bresnikan, who's cool too. Um, and they were talking about Mandalorian, and Anthony brought up the point that like 
he has kids and he can see his kids playing with their toys and is like, kids are really good at thinking of stories. Like the stories might be ridiculous, but they're like, the princess is going over here and now she has a gun and she's going to blow up the castle. And it's like, okay, they have, they're making up stories, but they're really bad at building character. And that's because they're so young that they don't have like the empathy to see outside themselves into order to like develop an interesting worldview. That's not their own experience. And if you look at what's shown up in rebels and what's shown up in this, you can tell exactly what toys Dave Filoni played with when he was a kid, because they all show up on screen, like the tanks and everything like that. And the, we've talked, we talked about how the wings pop off of the tie fighters and rebels and things like that. And so like, I, that's kind of why I made that joke up top. And maybe what I'm feeling too, is it's like, are we just playing with toys? You know, we're building story. Yeah. You can discuss whether or not that story's good, but like, are we building characters? Are we building, you know, or we're building plot. We're not building story. We've had this conversation before and, you know, that's an interesting conversation to me. Like, are we just playing with toys at this point, which is fun, but yeah. Well, for this episode, Yes, I would argue, <laughs> yeah, this episode is that. <laughs> it's almost... Yeah. Um, outside of this episode, I, I I think there's character development. I mean, season one had massive character development. Season two, yeah, I think we, we talked about this in the last Mando review, is not character development heavy. It's very plot-driven. Go to A to B to C to D. Like, it's... It's very mm-hmm. much this thing and like and talk to this person to get this and that to that to that to that. Um and so I'm hoping I see more of it. Um yeah. but yeah, no, it's I think to this whole season, no, we're not seeing character development or human story. It's not really happening. Yeah, fair enough. But the other thing I had was a little fun Easter egg is when Boba Fett shows the Mandalorian his chain code that is actually oh. in the Mandalorian language. Yeah. Um, and so it can be translated. And so written in man, it's called Mandoa. Um, it contains his family lineage, which says foundling mentor Jast, which is, seems to be who train, who brought in Django mm-hmm. Fett. Um, and seems to be a reference to someone in Legends. So it says Foundling, Mentor Jast, Father Fett, and Boba Fett, along with Concord Dawn, which is kind of fun. Mm. Yeah, so a little Easter egg. Well, I like that. Yeah. Do you have anything other, any other fun notes for this episode? Uh, anything fun from this? Uh, I, just that I enjoyed it, and but then the more I think about it, the more, yeah, it totally was just an action I enjoyed it as an action episode. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And almost yeah. all it was. Yeah. But um, that's how I felt about last week. And I'm feeling like if we're, we're probably doing another jailbreak with Bill Burr next oof. week. So it'll probably be another action episode. I so don't, I like, I think Bill Burr's fine. I'm a little conflictive about bringing him back, to be honest. Because he kind of dominates the screen when he's on it. He's like the loud guy <laughs> at the party. We're like, wow, yeah. that guy's so loud. Um, that's kind of him. And so I'm a little bummed about bringing him back, to be honest. I think I love that he was just in one episode. It was like, oh, great. But I'm like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't watch a show that was fronted by Bill Burr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I like Bill Burr as an actor, actually. I don't know if you saw 
uh, King of Staten Island. I thought he was great. Oh yeah, he was. He was good at that. Yeah. Um, I don't I like think, him I don't as a think comedian. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think he's going to have as many dimensions. Yeah. I think he's going to be a fairly one-dimensional character who's you're not going to flush out like, you know, his emotional backstory. So I think he'll probably just be Bill Burr as seen on Wow, That Guy is Loud. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, then let's put our toys away. Mike or else you're not going to play with... Just stop. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you really need to. You really need to script these out before you say them. Uh, okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs>